With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Today's Friday. He looks to the right side. He's throwing to the end zone. There it is. Touchdown, Eskimos. Duke Williams. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Panthers and Sabres tied 1-1 early in the second period. Capitals lead the Devils 2-zip in the second period. And late in the first, no score between the Ducks and the Hurricanes. Coming up tonight, the Blues play the Avalanche and the Kings. After losing here in Edmonton to your Oilers last night, we'll visit the Calgary Flames. Edmonton and Vegas tomorrow night at Rogers Place right here on 6.30, Chad. 6.30 for the face-off show. The game will be at 8. Dale Wishawan will join us in about half an hour. Minority owner of the Vegas Golden Knights and, of course, uh, one of the guys who started the very successful company booster juice he's going to be on the show always happy to hear from you 780-496-0063 you can text 630-630 clearly the Edmonton Oilers a big discussion point lately well they always are but uh the Hitchcock taking over some new things to talk about they have gone three one and one with Hitch behind the bench. Four of their five games, actually the last four, have been tied after two periods. The other game he coached going into San Jose, they trailed after the third and wound up winning in overtime. Uh, I guess the question is, is are you buying into Hitch hockey? Can the Oilers keep getting more points than they don't get? And can they stay in the race in the Pacific Division? Which I'm going to remind you for the 400th time in the last couple of weeks is not very good. The Calgary Flames lead the Pacific Division. They are 10th overall. There are four divisions. They are 10th overall. They have 30 points. Now, the Edmonton Oilers are out of the playoffs. They're also only four points behind the first-place Flames. Now, that could change tonight depending on how Calgary does against Los Angeles. But it is largely because of that that I think the Oilers can stay in the race and possibly by the end of the season sneak into a playoff spot. Um, All right. Well, we'll get to the news of the day. I just got a text here from uh, Mark from Vermilion, Great town. Thoughts on Zekoff. The Oilers have claimed a player off waivers. Uh, waivers. Waivers. Valentin Zekoff has been claimed from the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, I got to tell you something, guys. I, I, I'll, I'm not going to spend too much time on this player. He's, he's 23. Obviously, he's Russian. Made his NHL debut in March of 17. He was originally drafted by the Kings. 
Traded to Carolina in 2016 for Chris Vertigue. Cap hit, not a lot, $675,000, also under contract for next season. Uh, last year in the AHL, he did really well. 33 goals in 63 games. Led the AHL in goals. Now, that's obviously the AHL. He's uh, six foot one. He's 220, so he's thick. I've seen... Uh, I think Jim Matheson from the Journal comparing him to uh, Andre Kovalenko. Many of you will remember him in terms of body type. This is a, a another total we'll see move by the Oilers. Patrick Russell goes back to Bakersfield. Maybe Ty Ratty gets in tomorrow. We don't know if Zekoff's going to come to Edmonton or just join the team for the road trip. Um, this this is a total we'll see move because the Oilers, despite doing better lately, you all know what they're struggling with. Say it with me, secondary scoring. So Shirelli's trying to find somebody who, you know, lives up to some past potential or some draft hype or somebody cheap who maybe can do some of what Alex Chason has been able to do. Coming here with uh, low pay, a low salary, and actually contribute. And uh, in my mind, this is a long string of we'll see moves by Shirelli going back to free agency. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to list off some players that I would put in the we'll see category that Shirelli has acquired either through trade or signing since July 1st. Zekoff, Chris Weidman, who was traded for a few days ago, played one game in Los Angeles, didn't do great. Ryan Spooner, he's a he's a big we'll see. I would put Chase on in the we'll see category. Now, he's turned out to be an incredible success so far. Jason Garrison was a we'll see on a PTO. Okay, he's been adequate as a depth defenseman. Miko Koskinen, another we'll see. Now, he's also turned out to be really good. I would even say to some extent Kevin Gravel was a we'll see. He's been okay. Ken Hitchcock praised him today in his role as a depth defenseman. I, I suppose we could even throw Scotty Upshaw on that list, though unfortunately he got uh, hurt in training camp and has wound up having knee surgery, so his PTO didn't go anywhere. A couple other additions that I think it was probably a lot more well-known what they were going to bring would be Kyle Brodziak and Toby Reeder. I think Brodziak's pretty much come as advertised. Reader was using his speed. Unfortunately, he hadn't scored, and, the, and, and then he got injured. He's probably back in a couple of weeks. So, uh, I mean, we got a bunch, we got a bunch of will sees. We got a bunch of will sees because the Oilers don't have a lot of money to go out there and, and get, some, get some sure things, and the search continues for secondary scoring. They got a second-line even-strength goal last night from Jesse Pugliarvi. They got a power play goal from a defenseman by Oscar Clefbaum. If Pugliarvi comes along, all right, maybe that helps. If Reeder comes back, maybe that helps. And if Yamamoto gets called up and fits in, maybe that helps. I don't know what's going to happen with Ty Ratty anymore. And uh, then with Zekoff, again, I wish, you know, Mark texting in thoughts on thoughts on Zekoff. I, I, I wish I could... I wish I could have something incredibly positive to say that I know this guy is going to do this, but I don't. And that's the situation uh, that the Oilers are in up front. They continue to look for players who can support Nugent Hopkins, support McDavid, and support Dreisaitl and make the Oilers more dangerous when they're not on the ice. So that's what I think about Zekoff. Uh, so, yeah, we will see. Definitely the situation with him. You can text 630-630, phone number 780-496-0063. 
More from Ken Hitchcock today. Uh, we did a little segment on, oh, thank you. Yes, Jakob Yerbeck was another we'll see who was traded for a pick that was then used to acquire Weidman. That's a text coming into 630-630. Thanks for reminding me on that. Hitchcock, uh, as I'm sure many of you know, he is a pleasure to listen to talk about hockey or other topics. Well, today, uh, I, don't, I don't know if he, if he got a check from Tourism Edmonton for this, but if he didn't, he should. Well, I've, I've said to people, like people have asked me all around the world what it's like, what's Edmonton like, and I, I've always felt that this is a city with a big soul. And it's had, it's had, it doesn't have the flash of other cities, but it's got this unbelievable soul. And, and I've told people, if you go live in Edmonton, Alberta, you'll never want to leave there. And it's just, it's got a sense of community. This isn't, doesn't feel like big corporate big corporations it it's it's family businesses or run by the children or run by the now the, the kids that i know are running that a lot of the businesses here are the grandchildren um and it's very much a family atmosphere and and you feel a responsibility like i can feel the people in the stands counting on me trying to get a job done here and at the end of the day uh, 20 years ago, I would have been stressful, but now I just feel that pressure, and I, I don't mind it. I en- actually enjoy it, but I feel the responsibility because of what, how I feel about this city, and this city, to me, has an incredible soul and vibrant fiber about it that is second to none, but in saying that, if you're going to work in this city in this type of business, whether it's the Oilers or the Eskimos, you better be prepared to listen because people got strong opinions. And you better be prepared to listen to the opinions because in most cases, quite frankly, they're right. And that's what I learned is there's a knowledge here that you don't find anywhere else, especially in the CFL knowledge and in the, and the NHL knowledge. You just don't find it. A little bit there for, well, that wasn't a little bit. That was a lot from Ken Hitchcock on Edmonton, Edmonton sports fans coaching in this market, coming back here to coach. And I, I said it the other day, he is, uh, he's being super positive. He's really making sure his message is positive. I mean, sure, he says areas of the team he wants to improve or what guys need to work on, but he, but he always make sure to bring in something complimentary as well. I know I got a text from a friend earlier today who heard that hitch clip on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, and my buddy says, Hitch is an incredible orator. I think he could convince me to sell a kidney. What body part could Hitch convince you to sell? You could text 630. No, I'm joking. Uh <laughs> But he, he's uh, he's putting it out there. I, I think he knows the weaknesses of the roster, but uh, he's clearly uh, avoiding using them as, as a fallback. He's been pretty positive so far. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Uh, he's going to talk a little bit more about facing the Golden Knights. You'll hear what he thinks of the Oilers' depth defenseman. All ahead, Inside Sports on 630 Chet. 
You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. This Queens of the Stone Age, great band. Uh, is this one? Is this one Little Sister or the one with radio in the title? No, this is in my head. In my head, sorry, in my head. Great band indeed. Haven't heard this one for a while. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 6:21. Hey, the Oil Kings are in action tonight at Rogers Place, taking on Moose Jaw. Then the Oil Kings are at Calgary tomorrow. Later on on Inside Sports, not quite yet, but later on, we're going to give away a four-pack of tickets to the uh, 6:30 Chad Santa's Anonymous Teddy Bear Toss game next Saturday against Kamloops at Rogers Place. You can text 6:30 6:30. Uh, John, I got your text. I think you'll understand why I can't read it on air about what Hitchcock could uh, get you to part with, but it did make me laugh. Brenda says maybe we'll see if Shirelli still has a job. Well, Brenda, very good point. Probably nothing will change in that department in the near future, medium to long term. Definitely, we will see. 780-496-0063. Jordan is on the line. Good evening, Jordan. Howdy. Hi. So, uh, yeah, I was just thinking if, you know, uh, if we can kind of uh, keep a good winning record going under Hitcher, uh, do you have a sense or uh, do you have any idea if he or the team would want to extend his contract if we kind of are at least sniffing at the playoffs and whether or not we get in and how well we do uh, long term, uh, given his age, is, would there be kind of a contingency to transition to one of our assistants who in their own right could probably be a head coach right now all right jordan that's a good question and i'm going to answer i don't know for sure uh because i I honestly i honestly don't know i know i can't remember who put it out there if it was uh if it was mckenzie or dreger one of those guys but i but i just saw this on twitter and then i haven't heard anything else about it and the Oilers haven't commented that there that there might be an option for hitch to stick around uh, if the team makes the playoffs or that he would automatically get a contract, that is not confirmed. Here's what I think, Jordan. If the team does well enough that you can attribute some or all of the success to his coaching, I'm certain he would be approached. And the guy loves coaching. I think we all know that. He's a hockey savant. I mean, he's dedicated his life to being a hockey coach pretty much since he was a, a teenager. Um, so, I mean, I think if it was a good experience for him and it was a good, good experience for the team, and I think probably some of the higher profile players on the team would be consulted. I mean, let, it, let me put it to this, Jordan. I don't think this would ever happen publicly, but if you're Peter Shirelli or whoever the general manager is in the summer, if Connor McDavid comes to you and says, I have never enjoyed playing hockey as much as I have with Ken Hitchcock as coach, what would you do? Yeah, I mean, you kind of got to go with the right. hot hand, like with goaltending, right? Um, and I guess I just think, like, overall, our expectations to kind of uh, contend and push and challenge for uh, <clears throat> high finishing in the playoffs every year, is that even realistic anymore? So what's the threshold for success? Well, that's uh, the thing. I, like, the, the teams, I don't think the team's good enough to win the Stanley Cup, and I don't know how they acquire the players that they need, given what they have, unless you start unloading prospects or picks. Um, but like I said off the top of the show, do I think they're good enough to make the playoffs in the Pacific Division? Yes, absolutely. And then once you get into the playoffs, it's probably, I, I don't want to say it would be wide open in the Pacific because San Jose looks like the best team, but who, who knows based on the draw and how teams are doing um, 
doing in the in the postseason. But I mean, look, Jordan, I think we have to be realistic. I mean, a lot of what I've been talking about lately is short term because there's a coaching change. Players are reacting to that. They're, they're doing better their last five games. Long term, Jordan, we could have yet another coach this time next year and there could be a new general manager in a team that keeps changing them over and over again to try to some, find somebody to figure it out. I know that's not what a lot of people want to hear, but I got to recognize that as, as the long term um not end to this because it would continue, but to the tenures of the two guys currently in these positions. Yeah, and then you look ahead to Seattle and expansion draft and the realignment of of, of the divisions. Uh, I mean, more turmoil there, right? So I think it'd be nice to have a coach and a GM through all of that, not not constantly every year be doing the same dance. So. Yeah, I, I know somebody texted in that uh, somebody has heard Hitchcock has an option for for next year, and it's Hitchcock's options. Yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff out there about that nobody's really spoken to it they've been pretty low-key just saying he's he's the coach for for the rest of the season now having said that like it's not like he's that old jordan right like it's not like he's 80 he's 86 you know what i mean <laughs> like, like he, he could very confidently coach a team for a few more years i i think anyway yeah and i think especially with those uh assistants that he has there um you know there's I think, yeah, whether he stays or not or for how long, I think um, I, I, I think Galitzin would be my next choice after that, right? But um, just given his, well, his, his pedigree, too, and yeah. Okay, what if Quenville's sitting around in the summer? Because it doesn't look like he's going to coach this year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really one of those, I think it all depends how we do, right? But um, but yeah, for, for right now, and loving this hockey, and uh, I think, it's, it really is amazing. I don't know if it's the first time it's happened, but, but we won uh, 2 nothing in overtime. I think that was pretty yeah. awesome. Those post-one-goal games, uh, <laughs> I love it. Makes for entertaining hockey, and uh, go Oilers. All right, that is Jordan checking in at 780-496-0063. Uh, you'll hear more from Hitch throughout the show tonight. Uh, I'll, I'll catch up on some texts as well. Just want to uh, get these in order here before I before I read any more on air. Oilers in Vegas tomorrow night. Hitchcock will comment on Gerard Gallant, coach of the year from last season. He'll also talk about today's practice, which looked like an optional, but wasn't an optional. Hitchcock taking a little bit of a different approach to that. When we get back, a very special guest the minority owner of the Vegas Golden Knights, Dale Wishawan, will check in. Inside Sports on 6.30 Ched. We're back after the break. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Sabres leading the Panthers 2-1 in the second period. Capitals up 2-1 on the Devils. Three minutes left in the second. After the first, Hurricanes lead the Ducks 
one zip. Coming up a little later, the Kings play the Flames, and Colorado will host St. Louis. I mentioned the Oil Kings in action tonight against Moose Jaw. That one starts in half an hour at Rogers Place. U of A Golden Bears on the road to face the Saskatchewan Huskies. U of A Pandas at home to face Saskatchewan tonight. And then tomorrow at 2, the Pandas will play the Huskies once again. A charity game for Myeloma Alberta Support Society. They'll have raffles and the 50-50. And by the way, that makeup game for the Pandas against the Saskatchewan Huskies, it was supposed to be played this past Saturday. It was postponed because of that bus collision the pandas were involved in that'll be sunday 3 30 so three home games in three days for the pandas this weekend my name is reed wilkins thanks a lot for tuning in inside sports on 6 30 ched oilers vegas tomorrow night eight o'clock face off at rogers place Face-off show on 6.30. Chad will start at 6.30. I'm pleased to welcome to the show minority owner of the Golden Knights, Dale Wishawan. Dale, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, doing fantastic. Thanks for having me, Reed. Yeah, well, thanks for uh, thanks for checking in. It's it's great to have you on the show. I mean, I know a lot of people uh, know uh, probably at least a little bit about you, but uh, we we want to get uh, some people caught up and and the opportunity to talk to somebody who uh, has an ownership stake in a pro sports franchise, an NHL franchise, is uh, is pretty cool. I mean, how did how does this how does this start? I mean, most people know Bill Foley as the majority owner. So how do you get on board? Like, oh, uh, hey, do you want to own part of the team? Like, how, do, how does that all happen? Yeah, it came about a couple of summers ago. Just a very innocent uh, conversation with a good friend of mine from Scottsdale, who's uh, one of the other minority owners. And he had uh, pitched the idea that there was uh, an opportunity for a couple of uh, people. And... And he had thought of myself, and without hesitation, uh, I came home that night and, and said to my wife, uh, "We're going to be part owners of, a, of an NHL team." And at that point, we still didn't even have a, a name of, for the team, and she thought it was crazy because uh, uh, I'm a hockey fan, but not not crazy not uh, with regards to hockey. And uh, and yeah, next thing you know, uh, it's been a fun uh, fun ride. Well, obviously the Golden Knights with a historically a good season, good season last year, which uh, can't hurt the bottom line. I, I'm sure as you went through the experience of last year, I mean, was it was it a, a pinch me type season? Was there a point even for you owning the team, thinking like, okay, I got to be realistic. This this might fall off at some point, or what was it like going through that year? It was. There's so many pinch me moments. I'd, I'd say when we got off to, I think it was an eight and one start, which was uh, phenomenal. And when we were when we got into January, we knew then that, that the team wasn't you no know, smoky mirrors, and, and everybody throughout the NHL knew that too. Uh, knew it was very much you know we have a good team, and, and anything's possible. And then when we get got through the Kings and in, in a very no tough series. I think the few goals that had been scored in a, in a round before. Get through San Jose, and then Winnipeg, which is an outstanding team. It was, uh, yeah, there were there were so many pinch me moments. I, I had gone from thinking I was going to be down in Vegas, you know, a few times, to to catch myself caught up in the excitement and being being around, down there for almost every home game you know, during the Cup run. 
Well, they go to the Stanley Cup final. Obviously, Washington uh, able to be better in that series. Really hard-fought series, uh, but still an incredible season for uh, for the Golden Knights. And I know that a lot of stuff was written this summer about how a Golden Knights ticket has become such a hot ticket, and not just for people in Vegas, but for sports fans who want to do something uh, on a holiday that includes going to a sporting event or two. I am I, well. I'll, I'll, I'll let you tell me if this is true or false. I, I imagine you might have thought about that because people go to Vegas anyway. Um, but did like was it was it accelerated or even beyond your wildest dreams? How um, it, it became a destination team for people so quickly. So, so to your point, Craig, that, that was that was my thinking going in. Is that it doesn't take. Uh, much to, to have an excuse to go to Vegas and, and that people would come. Uh, you know, we couldn't have scripted that the on-ice product was going to be as strong as it was, 51 wins uh, during the normal course of the season, cup final. But more and more, and, and I, my ears are always keen to hear what people say, and I was at the game in Vancouver uh, yesterday, and people behind me in, in the seats uh in Vancouver Connect fans and from Vancouver, they were raving about attending a game at, at T-Mobile and it being the best NHL experience. So I'm, I'm skewed and I'm biased by saying that, but I hear that comment time and time again on people who attend the game for the first time at T-Mobile or who, who have heard from others. And th- yeah, so, I mean, it still is... Uh, as crazy as ever, we're we're 104 percent sold out every game. It's uh, it's so hard to, to get tickets. I mean, I have, I have people who check in with me quite often about tickets, and I, and I tell them now, I, I go, you know, try to give me as much notice as possible because it's not quite as easy as is. Uh, you know, you're down in Vegas, and uh, there are other tickets available. Amazing. So even the even one of the owners of the team, you still, you still got to make sure you got an allotment mm-hmm. of tickets to take people to the game. That's incredible. Dale Wishawan joining us on Inside Sports, one of the minority owners of the Vegas Golden Knights. They've won seven in a row. They play the Oilers tomorrow at Rogers Place. I mean, what's what's it like being uh, one of the minority owners? I mean, you talked about getting getting involved, but as I mentioned, the team is uh, mostly associated with uh, with Bill Foley. Is is he someone you're in touch with with a lot? Is he involving everybody on a lot of uh, decisions, or how does that uh, relationship work in the owners' box? Uh, so it, it was it was known on the front end that we we weren't going to be you no know, <laughs> casting votes in in around the boardroom table, trying to uh, see if majority uh, rules. I mean, Bill is very much uh, front and center, and the guy is a, is a brilliant uh, person, a great business mind, and uh, I felt from the very beginning that I had no trouble with that because uh, everything he's, he's done has a fantastic track record. So, I mean, we get together during our owners' meetings, and we get caught up on on different things with the team, but from a decision-making perspective, there's zero involvement, and it's uh, you no. Know, I, I prefer it that way too because I think I have way more fun just uh, <laughs> coming in, enjoying the games, and uh, uh, having that having it be that way. All right, tell me a little bit about your. Um 
history, I guess, as a hockey fan. And is there any conflict on days like tomorrow when the Golden Knights play the Oilers? Because you're a Northern Alberta kid at heart, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, man, very much so. You know, through the dynasty years, and enjoyed you know uh, all the five cup wins uh, that we had, and you know, I'm friends with with a number of the the guys, uh, and so. Yeah, no, I'm 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 torn. Uh, my best way of describing it is, I, I hope for a, a fantastic game. I'll, I'll cheer goals from both sides, and uh, the good news is I've, I've got I've two two teams uh, to cheer for, and no, I mean, both both teams are very very good. Well, the Oilers looking a lot better. Well, so are the Golden Knights. I mean, they didn't start the season well either, but but like I've mentioned, now, now they've won seven in a row. So were you going to games uh, at like at Northlands Coliseum? Were you ever there when an Oilers won a cup? Because they, uh, they won, won, what, four of the five on home ice? Do you have any stories like that? Uh, so no games in person, but I, I can say you know, I, was, I was getting this a single game of it uh, on TV. So I mean, I, I attended uh, games, but not not any of the Cup final, finals. All right. Dale Wishwan joining us uh, on Inside Sports, minority owner with the Vegas Golden Knights and also uh, the owner of Booster Juice. And I think i got to ask you about Booster Juice. It's a product I enjoy. Well, are you coming up on two decades now of Booster Juice, or have you passed 20 years? Yeah, no, your time is uh, right on the mark. It'll be 20 years uh, coming up uh uh, next year, so we just had a year anniversary. Okay, well, I got I think I got to ask about this because I, I, it strikes me, Dale, and and again, I know you'll correct me if I'm wrong or if I'm you know in the right forest but barking up the wrong tree. I think there's a sports angle to Booster Juice because the product, the company has been positioned as something uh, healthy. I, I know there are Booster Juices in rec centers where, you know, hey, go go refuel or, or have one of your smoothies after a workout or some of the snacks that you, you offer. So um, I'll kind of let you tell it in your own words, but I think there's a very strong <clears throat> sports tie-in to Booster Juice as well. Yeah, you're you're 100% right. The positioning is one where it's fantastic for people who who are active people. You know, health and wellness is at the forefront. Years ago, I mean, I was making protein drinks before they were called smoothies, and uh, it's just a fantastic thing for your for your body. I mean, parents enjoy it for their kids because it's hard to get you know, three to five servings of, of fruits uh, through the course of a day. It bridges the gap. Before people you know may have a soccer game or, or before your kids are, are running off to a hockey game, so the positioning is very much uh, that it ties in with with sports very well. It could be dance, it could be yoga, it could be anything that's active. And the great thing is, you know, we have we have customers who are five years old, you know, walking in with their grandparents and grandparents who are bringing in their grandkids. So. It's great to see such a diverse customer base. Jose Bautista, that was a. I, I'm not sure if he's still involved with you guys, but again, the sports tie-in that must have been a huge, uh, a, a huge uh, signing for Booster Juice to have him promoting the product. Yeah, the, the timing couldn't have been uh, better. So that was in 2010. There hadn't been a single person uh, from the Jays who had done the endorsement deal for years. For us, it. it it was one which we thought made sense uh, to us. Uh, I share this with so many people. It's hard to 
choose someone from a hockey perspective because Canadians each have their own respective teams that they cheer for. We have stores across the whole country. So if I choose Connor McDavid to be our spokesperson and have an endorsement deal, I may not sit well with with someone from Toronto or someone in in Vancouver. So the baseball one was a was a great great tie-in with us with Jose and uh, and it was a great partnership from both sides. Well, that's a good point. I think especially it's good you didn't sign Matthew Kachuk because that might only be popular in Calgary. Uh. Yeah, hey, great great point. And, and hey, you know, going back to kind of Edmonton Vegas, all we've got to do is find out have one of our two teams kind of get uh, ahead of Calgary because it's tough seeing them at the top of the division. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. And they'll be favored against uh, against LA tonight. Now, have you got booster juice into Vegas or into the into the rink there? So not not in the rink. Having a few. Dale, are you still there? I think we're losing you a bit. Uh oh, we might have lost him. Kellen, give a quick uh, check there if we still got Dale on the line. I just want to get another question or two in. We're being joined by Dale Wishawan, owner of Booster Juice, minority owner of the Vegas Golden Knights, and he's been sharing uh, what a wild ride it's been for him ever since he became part of the ownership group of the team. Okay, Dale, I think we got you back. I'll just, I just want to read a text to you. I, this sure. might be an old buddy. Text again. He, he says, hey, Dale, are you looking for an IT guy? Then he has a little smiley face. I knew you when you were only slinging smoothies. Good on you, buddy. And that is from Murray, the accident guy. I don't know oh, if you know. Oh, yeah. yeah Murray, <laughs> Murray was my IT guy back in about 2002, 2003. So, All right. Funny. Well, he's tuning in tonight. Well, Dale, thanks for sharing your story. Uh, th- this is uh, this is really cool. Obviously, uh, you're a small-town Alberta guy, and you, and you have done great things, and you're still doing great things. If you're in Studio 99 before the game tomorrow, drop by and say hi to Rob and me, okay? Hey, sounds great. Thanks for having me, Reed. Right on. Great stuff. That is Dale Wishawan checking in tonight on uh, on Inside Sports. And the Vegas Gold Knights, love him or hate him, uh, certainly one of the... Well, I mean, that la- the last season's one of the most amazing stories in the history of the NHL. I really think it is. If you had to do a top 10 or a top 20, I think their inaugural season would be on the list. Awesome to have uh, Dale join us tonight and share some of his experiences. As he said, Bill Foley's running the team. The minority owners don't have a lot of say, and Dale says it's probably better that way. But, you know, he's invested, and and, uh, I'm sure it's paying off for him. 648, you can text. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 630-630. Phone number 780-496-0063. We're back after the break with a little more from Hitch. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Well, this will be a story to follow here for probably the next day or two. Just seeing on uh, Twitter that Washington Capitals forward Tom Wilson has been assessed a uh, match penalty for a check to the head. And I am uh, just saw some video posted on uh, Twitter here. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not great. Uh, he comes at a player who has uh, already cleared the puck, and it's it's away from the boards. It's out near a face-off dot in the Devils' attacking zone. Hits Brett Senny from behind and knocks him down. It looks like he kind of clipped the head on the way by. I mean, at the very least, it's it's blatant interference because he's uh, hitting a guy who obviously doesn't have the puck. Tom Wilson got in big trouble earlier this year. I would think he's going to get in uh, more big trouble for this one, but we'll follow that in the days to come. Jeremy from Glendon, who's now going to McEwen, texting into 630-630. Hey, Reed, Shirelli does great with piecing together a bottom six, but he's proven he can't handle top six talent. I mean, on any team, Chason and Reeder are bottom six forwards, maybe third liners, but in a healthy Oilers lineup, I think they're the second line wingers. Lack of depth drafting killed us in the Hall-Everly era, and now Shirelli and Keith Gretzky are fixing that, but it will take a few years to develop top-end talent since we had to trade guys to fill gaping holes. Benson, Puglia-Yarvi, Yamamoto, and some other players could be a solid group of top-end wingers. That is Jeremy from Glendon. I think there are some really good thoughts in that text. Trucker Dave says, Hey, Reed and Kellen, Queens of the Stone Age, Open for nine-inch nails. Wicked good live. Ken Hitchcock has had a positive effect on the team in the city. The guy is a legend. I thought it was the right move to hire him. That is a text from Trucker Dave. I was at that concert. I remember it very well. How long ago was that? 2005. Oh, wow. At the uh, well, Coliseum. Because when Queen of Stone Ages come now, they would, they would headline. Absolutely, yeah. Right. Uh, frustrated fan texting in, where is Studio 99? I am going to the game tomorrow and would love to meet you. Well, thanks for the warning, frustrated fan. Uh, it is, the, frust- the Studio 99 is right above Fort Hall, the main entrance. The thing is, I don't know how to get there if you come in that way. Because I I go in a, a, to the rink a different way than ticket holders, obviously. Um, but I, a frustrated fan, if you go in and probably go up an escalator or just ask how you get to Studio 99, I don't think it would take long to get up there once you're in the building. Uh, I, I know it's quite busy before games. I know you haven't been there, Kellen, but you have to have reservations. Right. Um, but just say you're there to you're there to mock Reed Wilkins, and they'll let you in. That's the password. <laughs> or I'll find a way to meet your frustrated fan. Frustrated fan, his claim to fame, he's going to hate me for saying this. I remember this. Predicted the Eskimos would lose every game after Labor Day in 2015. And you know what they did? They won every game. They won exact every game. Now, opposite. frustrated fan may have done that on purpose. The reverse, reverse karma. Yeah. Well, that's okay. It paid off. They won. So we'll allow it. Oilers practice today, 14 players on the ice, 12 skaters and two goalies. Looked like an optional, however. First of all, it's not an optional. This is called designate. So the, we designate the people based on fitness level that need rest over work. But when we play every second night, we prefer to go on the ice full once as a group. And with the game at 8 o'clock tomorrow, we opted... We talked to the players and we opted to have a practice skate tomorrow. Not a, not a pregame skate, but an actual practice. With it being 8 o'clock, it's a long time. And so we talked it over with the leaders last night before they left. And it was decided that we'd go full on Saturday. And then today would be what's called designate. I don't believe in optional practices. Uh, designate practices I believe in so that's what that's what you'll see sometimes you'll see 18 guys out on a designate practice and 
and it's all based on minutes played and uh, required rest, the balance between the rest and the work being taken place. All right, so uh, not an optional, a designate practice. So he designates you to practice or not practice depending on how much rest he thinks you need. Keep that in mind as we move along with Hitch throughout the rest of the season. Caller number one, 780-496-0063. We'll give it away to caller number one, Kellen. Couple of passes to fast track indoor karting. Ooh. If you're into that type of thing. If you want to like pretend you're an F1 driver, but it's not nearly as fast, but still a lot of fun. First caller through. We are going to, oh, this will be fun. We're going to go to London, Ontario to get an update on Evan Bouchard. The London Knights, by the way, have not lost a hockey game since the Oilers sent Evan Bouchard back to junior. We'll also have our uh, 6.30 Chet MVP coming up in the second hour of the show and uh, more from you if you'd like to participate as well. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.